Welcome to Closer Look. I'm Jack Church. Tonight on our program, we're going back to October 14th, 1987. The significance of that date is when an 18-month-old toddler named Jessica McClure fell down a 22-foot well in her aunt's backyard in Midland, Texas. Baby Jessica then became the focus of the nation and the world as rescuers worked for 58 hours to rescue the little girl. Needless to say, many felt it was not possible and feared the worst. However, rescuers, her family, and the power of prayer led to a miraculous rescue that defied all odds. Joining me tonight on the program is baby Jessica's father, Chip McClure, to share with us how faith in God brought them through this incredible chain of events. Chip, thank you so much for taking time to visit with us this evening. Thank you, Jack. Glad to be here. It may have been 30 years ago, but I know the memories are still very fresh in your mind, as well as millions around the world. And I have to ask you, what do you remember about that day and your daughter, baby Jessica? You know, Jack, the, the fact is I remember everything about that day, and I do remember it just as clear as it was yesterday. It was such a, a, um, a trying, difficult time, as you can imagine, being 22 feet away from your baby daughter and not being able to do anything to help her. Uh, it was literally the longest three days of my life. But as you, as you pointed out, faith in God and, uh, and what ended up being a number of miracles made her rescue possible. How did you get the news? I was actually uh, at work. In fact, I was at Arby's eating lunch uh, and the supervisor of the crew that I worked on got a page because we had pagers back then. This was back, you have to remember, this was back before cell phones. So communication was a little bit more challenging. And he came back to the table and didn't say anything other than we need to go. And I'm like, well, hold on, I haven't finished my beef and cheddar here. So uh, anyway, we get in the vehicle, the company vehicle, and we head back to the office. And when we get there, he gets out and then motions for me to get out. I didn't know what was going on. I thought maybe I was getting fired or something. And uh, my boss's wife actually came out and she's the one that told me what had happened. And, uh, you know, I had that moment of just sheer disbelief. And uh, then within a few minutes, uh, a lady with the Midland Police Department pulled up in in a cruiser and picked me up and whisked me away with sirens and lights. Now, she's at the bottom of this well. Describe what that well was and what this child endured. Um, we now know that she was in a worse predicament than, uh, than we thought at the time. Uh, so this was an eight and five eighths piece of pipe sticking up out of the ground a few inches and then a shaft, just a rock shaft uh, that went all the way down to the water table, which was about 100 feet. And Jessica had fallen to 22 feet. But the camera that we sent down, because it had a light on it, created the optical illusion that she was in a belled out area. So many people that remember seeing on the news, there was a drawing that went out that made it look like she was in a belled out area. The truth is she was in an eight inch diameter space the entire time. And not only was she in an eight inch space, but she was in the splits. Her right leg was up above her head. And it's it's one of the many blessings and miracles that occurred that we didn't know that. I, I, I couldn't imagine that being any more agonizing, but that would have made it more agonizing had we known the, you know, just the sheer discomfort of the position uh, that she was in. Thankfully, because the well was just a little bit larger than her, she didn't go all the way to the bottom. The truth is that had she been a little bit smaller, the well shaft had been a little bit bigger, she would have fallen a hundred foot down to the water and we likely never would have known what would have happened to her. We would have spent the rest of our lives not knowing where she went. I'm sure as this was happening, and from what you're describing, your faith had to be challenged on many different levels. 
Uh, so I mentioned earlier that I was in the cruiser and I show up at Jamie's house and I walk into the backyard. And at that time, there was just a few people there. Uh, the, the truck had just shown up that drilled the rescue shaft. Um, and I walk up and there's six or eight people there, mainly police officers. And I see this little pipe sticking up out of the ground. I literally uh, uh, thought, you know, Alan Fun's going to jump out any moment and tell me I'm on candid camera. This has got to be some type of cruel joke. It's physically impossible for a, for a, a, even a baby to fit in this, you know, this small hole. I guess seeing the disbelief in my eyes, Andy Glasscock couldn't find words, but he did take the headphones off that uh, he was wearing. They had dropped a reporter's microphone down to, to Jessica so that they could hear her. And he put those headphones on my head and I heard her crying. And I knew it was true. When that happened, I fell to my knees and I said, God, I can't take this. And just like that, there was a peace that came over me, unlike anything I'd ever experienced. And I knew from that moment forward, she was going to be fine. So the the challenge was just the, you know, just the constant, um, I don't even want to call it worry because I wasn't worried, but just the, you know, the, the discomfort of knowing the difficult position she was in and, uh, and that, you know, that was consistent for 58 hours. But the reality is the longer she was down there, the more convinced I became that she was going to be okay. I just held on to that, that feeling of peace. And I just, I just knew, I just knew at, uh, you know, the spiritual level that she was going to be okay. As the hours did pass by and then the one day became two days, I'm sure there were people looking at you saying, Chip, we're sorry. This is not going to work out like you think it is. Yes, uh, there was there was literally deadlines. Uh, there was the the doctor said that she couldn't survive more than twenty four hours, and then their twenty four hours became thirty six hours. And the the tone of the people around us did change uh, to more of a you know more of a remorse than it had been before. The hope began to fade as the as the days went by. Do you think others were encouraged by your faith as well, though? I think so. Um, the 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 first press conference uh, that I did, which was obviously the first press conference of my life, uh, it's quite a sobering thought to be told that you're going to go in front of a bunch of cameras and what you're saying is going to be broadcast live. And uh, I was a very shy young man, so that was a life-changing experience for me in, in itself. Uh, but I said at the end of that that we know that you know, with your prayer, she's going to be okay. And uh, in reflection, we now know from the phone calls and and uh, truckloads of mail that came in that literally people, Christians all over the world, uh, probably people of other faiths even, that everyone was praying uh, for the rescue of baby Jessica. Now let's talk about the rescue and how that came about. The original attempt to rescue her was they brought in a backhoe and they started digging. They dug down through about six or eight feet of, uh, of soil and then they reached a rock table. And so when the backhoe started jarring the rock, that's when Jessica slipped from about eight feet to 22 feet where she stopped. Uh, so, uh, so originally when they first arrived on scene, she was only eight feet below the surface, but because of the vibration caused by the backhoe, she, she fell uh, further. So then, and this, this will, I'll, I'll call this first miracle, but there's literally, we won't be listing all the miracles because your program doesn't have enough time, but there was a truck, a it's, it's referred to as a rat hole rig. It's a drilling uh, rig that's used in the oil field to repair uh, pumps that uh, have problems. And that truck had been repurposed 
to drill uh, columns for a highway project that was just a few miles away. And if you go to Midland, Texas today, the size of that town still doesn't warrant this particular under overpass that needed these big 36 inch columns. And that's the only reason that truck was there. That's the only reason a bit that big, that truck normally uses about a 10 inch bit, uh, but it had a 36 inch bit custom built for this highway project. And that truck they brought in to drill the rescue shaft that was about 30 feet deep. They made the decision to drill eight feet away from Jessica because of that vibration that I talked about and concerns about cave-in. Um, unfortunately, had they drilled it just a couple of feet closer, their job would have been a lot easier because what they ended up having to do was tunnel all over that entire eight feet with jackhammers through solid rock. This, this rock was, it was like flint. It was just the hardest stuff uh, you've, you've ever seen. And it was a, and that's what took the time. It took less than eight hours to drill that shaft 30 feet deep, but it took 50 more hours to tunnel over that eight feet. Now, if you're just now joining us, this is Closer Look and I'm Jack Church. We're continuing our conversation with Chip McClure, father of baby Jessica. Of course, Jessica is now a grown woman with a family of her own. And back in 1987 though, she was an 18 month old toddler who became trapped in a well in Midland, Texas, where the power of prayer and faith in God led to her miraculous recovery. Talk about that moment when they finally achieved the goal of getting Jessica out of that well. It, it was a, a great moment. Uh, the irony, the decision was made that her mom would ride in the ambulance with her. They backed the ambulance up as close as they could get. They had to have men interlock their arms and make a pathway because again, there was there, was, there were a lot of people around, there were a lot of reporters around. So they didn't want people in their exuberance for Jessica's rescue to flock her and keep her from getting immediately to the hospital and the medical attention she needed. So um, Sissy's, uh, Jessica's mother's waiting in the ambulance uh, these men are waiting for Jessica to come up. I'm actually in a police car that's going to lead the ambulance. And they told us, we'll call you on the radio when they get her out. So so you didn't get to be right at the I, well. No, I wasn't right there. Because, yeah, because again, we were afraid that we were going to have issues getting her to the to the hospital. So we're waiting in the, the police car and the ambulance to take her as soon as they get her out. So the plan is they bring her up. Uh, Robert uh, O'Donnell is going to be the paramedic that brings her up. And we're being told, you know, he's got her out of the well. He's putting her on a, on a, uh, on a backboard. He's taping her to the backboard. He's going to bring her up, hand her to Bill Queen. Bill Queen's this big burly guy that's going to carry her to the ambulance and push ever, anybody that gets in his way. Uh, way. So the, the humorous part is that uh, they said, we'll call on the radio as soon as she's out. Well, as soon as she was out, there was a roar that started at that at, at, you know, right there at the well site and spread all the way through Midland, Texas. And I, and I guess through the nation, you could literally just hear where I was being a hundred feet away. You could hear it start there and just spread as people began to scream and cheer. And it was just an, a, an incredible moment. Wow. So you then had to wait to be able to see her for just a bit, right? Because now you've got to take the ride to the hospital. That, that's correct. Yeah. So, and it, it wasn't, uh, it was probably a, 10 or 15 minute drive. Uh, the streets were obviously lined with uh, with people that had made signs and, and cheering Jessica on and, and people uh, 
sorry. <laughs> like I said, it's, it's, it's still like yesterday in a lot of ways. Um, but uh, both, both sides of the street were just lined with people and well-wishers. And uh, so uh, we get her to the hospital. And of course, they, they rush her in and do everything to make sure she's okay. And she's overall, she's in really good shape, better than we anticipated. So within an hour, uh, she's in a hospital bed and the whole thing is over. At least I'm dumb enough at that young stage of life to think that it's over just the beginning in many ways. Uh, but the adrenaline let down. And so I sat down in the chair next to her bed. Uh, her and her mother both ex- and I are both exhausted. We haven't slept in three days. And so I did what anyone would do in that moment. Jessica's sleeping. So I turned the TV on and here's baby Jessica's rescue on the, on the TV. So I pushed the channel button and she's on that channel. And I went through every channel that was on the TV. And I don't know that she was on everyone, but she was on almost every channel. And that's when it hit me. Wow. This is, this is a big, big news story. Just hadn't thought about that. And of course now baby Jessica is all grown up. She is. Tell us a little bit about her and her life now. Jessica still lives in Midland. Uh, she, uh, uh, she, lives probably about five miles from where she grew up. Uh, She has uh, two children. I have two grandchildren, uh, Simon and Cheyenne, uh, both in high school and uh, in that area. Just the the word, I guess, that you would use is normal in spite of all of the the fame and attention. You know, Jessica just leads a very normal life. Her husband been married for I guess 17, 18 years and have a, you know, small house and a few acres of land. She just has a very normal life. She's, she's a strong believer and, uh, and a very outspoken uh, person faith-wise. So she's an awesome young lady. Could, be, could not be more proud of her. I mean, I realized she was only 18 months old when this happened, but it had to have a deep effect on her, her faith in God and her outlook on life as well, knowing what she went through. Yeah, she's she's certainly uh, very uh, aware that she is a miracle baby. And, you know, she's a, she's a solid young lady. You know, there'll be a there'll be many who may never remember that date in 1987. They're too young to remember it. There'll be generations that they may hear the name Baby Jessica. But I think it's an important enough story that it doesn't need to be lost. Any opportunity that I have to share the gospel and to share the word of God, I'm gonna. I'm going to do it and do it quickly. More than happy to uh, to speak at churches or or events about uh, Jessica's rescue and uh, and uh, what happened. It's such an inspiring story. If you're if you're assuming it's somebody that's about 36 or eight years older, older, uh, they even if they were a child at the time, they remember. And uh, when you get people that are closer to our age, it's not only that they remember, but it's one of those events in their life that they remember right up there with, uh, you know, the JFK assassination. And, you know, and it, it's actually, uh, it's the most televised or most publicized news story in history. Uh, there was a period of time there when Princess Diana's tragic death uh, eclipsed Jessica's story. Uh, but and because Jessica, thankfully, is still alive uh, and the story continues to have life as people follow up and are curious about what has happened to Jessica. It's become the most publicized news story in history. So um, it's something that people can relate to. It's something where faith was, uh, was, was integral to it. Like I said, uh, um, multiple, multiple miracles, more than you could possibly count from the weather corporating to the equipment that was there. Uh, and just the, just the fact that she survived at, at all. God's hand is evident uh, in every aspect of the, uh, of the rescue. I guess the thing that, that 
that struck me the most even early on, you know, back then, again, we're going back to 1987, we had answering machines, not uh, digital. So I would go home from the hospital to shower and our answering machine would be blinking a hundred because of all the phone calls. And those phone calls were were just very difficult to listen to because so many of them were, I just want to thank you. Your family and what happened to your family has restored my family. My husband and I, or my wife and I were getting a divorce and we've got two kids and we saw what you guys were going through and we thought, well, if they can make it through that, then, you know, we can make it through this. Uh, so it's, it's the impact that the story had on people was immediate and, uh, and continues to this day. Through God, all things are possible, right? He even put his signature on it. A month after Jessica was rescued, uh, the city threw a big parade for the rescuers. So there were fire trucks and floats and, you know, just a small town parade. Jessica was still in the hospital. So we were watching the, the parade go by from Jessica's hospital window. And uh, Pete said, uh, said, look up. And we looked up and there was a circular rainbow in the sky. Not a cloud, not a drop of rain, just a rainbow. 